Digital identity has been somewhat of an afterthought. Well, with today's acceleration of online commerce, education, healthcare, government, and other services, you could say that digital identity and the data that surrounds its online is gold. Well, Cabin believes that ownership of identity is a basic human right, and individuals should be the primary beneficiary of any use of their identity. Cabin is a proprietary blockchain and biometrically based digital identity verification platform for both uh, online users in commercial and personal uses. To talk more a little bit about what we're talking about when it comes to that online identity, please to welcome to the show now Cabin CEO, David Lukacs. David, how are you today? I'm great, Jeff. Thanks for asking. So uh, I want to start with that kind of overarching question because it's something that I'm not sure anyone really has a full grasp on in terms of the general public. What exactly is one's digital identity? Well, Jeff, it sort of started as digital identity, moved to sovereign ID, and now it's called self-sovereign identity. And really what that is, in, in, in very basic speak, is the ability for me, the consumer, to control and manage, own, and benefit from the data I create and, and my identity. We do that in the, in the real world every day. You know, we keep control of our identity and access to certain things in a wallet and a key ring, and we're emulating that online for our uh, constituents. So, I mean, how much of the information that we uh, provide online, I guess, is stored in our identity? Like, you know, if, if, if I'm visiting a specific website every day, like our cookies and stuff, is that all something that kind of all contributes to what our online identity might be? That, that's very true. And in fact, the rules and the laws are changing. Uh, I believe last year Google announced that third-party cookies are going to disappear. The, the challenge is that the laws around the world have evolved. In Europe, we've got something called GDPR, General Data Protection Regulation. In California, we have the uh, California Consumer Protection Act. Canada has Pepito, which governments uh, are looking at improving. It's going to be all about not corporations owning and managing your data, but you, the individual, owning and managing your data, and corporations have access only by permission. How easy is it for one to, you know, have their identity stolen, I guess, online? I mean, it's something that obviously is a major issue, more so year over year, it feels like, right? As people who are uh, spending more and more time online, it's it's a lot easier for uh, hackers and pirates to be able to access that type of information. And I know we're going to get into how to protect yourself. That's what this is all about. But before we do that, just like how easy is some of that information to be taken? Um, you know, I'm in the business and I've had credit cards compromised when traveling, I've actually had my phone uh, SIM card, you know, hacked, um, and, I, and I run, you know, a, 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 I would think a great deal of security. Um, but it's fairly easy, you know, all of a sudden your phone stops working and you call and the phone company says, well, you're, you authorized the change of your SIM card, you know, provinces away or states away, and you haven't done that. It is easy for people to steal your information and identity. And, I don't think I'll get this number perfectly correct, but online identity fraud is a $30 billion a year global problem. Imagine if you could reduce it by 30% or 40%. And I know I'm going to add one more thing. I know that we all say, well, if someone takes my credit card online, I don't have to pay for it. Well, that's not really true. If, if you're not paying for it, who is? Mm -hmm. You know, there's, a, you, you know, almost, and I'm not knocking the credit card companies because it's a very large cost but there's very high interest rates because they have to pay for all of that. 
So we could find a way to put a safety net in to, to keep identity and information safe and that you could control it. I think we'd be doing everyone a service and we'd be saving corporations a lot of money, which they could pass on part of that back to consumers. Okay, so with all that being said, let's talk a little bit about a cabin ID. How does one actually protect ourselves, and how does a cabin ID help do that? Well, we have something, cabin ID is, is, is sort of a part of a solution. We have something called Liquid Avatar, and I encourage your listeners to go to www.liquidavatar.com. And liquidavatar.com does what we do in the real world. I, in, the, in the real world, you know, I have a family, I have friends. You know, I like to say I'm a comic book collector. I might play games online. I might go to school, I work. There's different facets of my personality in the real world. And Liquid Avatar allows you to create multiple avatars, each for a different facet of your personality, and only share what you want, when you want, and with whom you want. And we do that by starting out not with just a plain username and password, but we also do facial recognition. We do liveness tests and facial recognition. So when you open an account with Liquid Avatar, you can only have one account. You can't have multiple accounts. So your face is part of the determination at the first stage in ensuring that you are a real person and you are connected to an account. And then when you talk about sharing it, uh, you know, with only those who, who you wish to share your information with this, I guess we're kind of liken it back to you know, the, the real physical world that we were talking about mm -hmm. at the very beginning, right? You only show your ID to someone who asks for your ID. You don't just leave it out on the table for everyone to come by and take a look at it and see what your driver's license number is, right? You, you only show it to someone who is actually asking for it. I imagine that's sort of a, a similar situation here. Absolutely, but even more so. So... Let's talk about uh, going in to buy to a liquor store and you want to buy liquor. Well, uh, what they really need to know is that you're over the age of majority. They really don't need to know your driver's license and where you live. So, what do, you know, so that's what we do. We create what's called verifiable credentials, which you would hold in an electronic wallet like you would in a real wallet. And you can, only, you can choose to share what you want, when you want, and with whom you want based on that request. So you verified yourself, you've got a verifiable identity, you have verifiable credentials, just like you do in your real wallet, and you're sharing them online, but, but the key is that everybody's working in a secure environment so they know that, the, that there is a level of trust. And this is not just what we're doing, but companies around the world are doing. We're a, member, we're a steering com a committee member of the Trust Over IP Foundation, and that includes some top, top companies worldwide, and we're all working to make digital data exchange easier, faster, more accessible, and secure. So, um, so do you guys kind of like store some information? You mentioned it's sort of like a wallet, right, so that I can use. Mm -hmm. So do I, like, say I was going on to, I don't know, I'll just use Amazon as an example. If I was going on to Amazon to make a purchase for something, could I go through uh, the, the Liquid Avatar program to be able to do that instead of going through the, the Amazon system? Is that, does that make sense? Well, it does, but I'm going to take it a little more granular. So when you go to Amazon you, and, and you go through your account and you do all that stuff, that's Amazon's business. Let's, mm -hmm. let's be candid. That's Amazon's business. But when you go to pay, that's your business. So when you go to pay, Amazon might say, okay, well, we want your credit card number. Great, no problem. We'll give you a credit card number. But for Amazon's benefit and for your benefit, what if Amazon sent you a message and saying, hey, we just want to make sure that credit card belongs to you? Because we don't know that those credit cards belong to me. We know it's a credit card. 
we know it's valid, but we don't know it's my credit card. Mm -hmm. And, and so the system could ping you and you could answer with your face literally and say, yeah, that's my credit card. Now I'm protecting Amazon and that's a nice thing to do because you know, we're protecting, we protect Amazon. We're protecting the interest of our friends because there's not fraudulent transactions and I'm protecting potentially my credit. Think about education. Think about John or Mary who are in high school and they're in the last year of high school and, and they're doing entrance. They want to, you know, make sure that those marks and tests are their own and they're doing virtual learning. Well, you know, we've got to make sure that those tests that they're taking belong to the individual so that when universities look at your marks, they can prove that you're you. Mm -hmm. There's so many applications, government services, healthcare, uh, informational services, e-commerce. There are so many things where in the real world we use our wallet, we use our key ring, and we use our face when we walk in somewhere to prove that we are ourselves. But online for the last you know 20 odd years, it's all been about anonymity. Somebody once said to me, adding the layer of identity to the internet is like trying to change a jet airplane engine in mid-flight without disturbing the passengers. It's such a big undertaking. So that's why it's taken so many years to come here. But it is moving quite quickly. And I think if we had this conversation three years from now, we'd look back and say, wow, that was really interesting what we said today, but look how far we've come. Yeah, and that was kind of going to be my, my next question there was just, you know, we're talking about this here in 2021. This feels like it's something that has been quite some time coming, as you mentioned, and the importance of, you know, protecting our own online identity and, and, and making sure it is kept to a, a private, um, you know, place. Uh, that's only going to increase. The importance of that is only going to increase over time. I believe so, and, and so do so many people in, in the market. When we started, you know, Cabin, we sort of put a stake in the ground as any business does, and Normally, you'd pick up that stake and you'd move it as the market moves. But what we've been seeing constantly is the marketing mo market moving towards our stake. So we're seeing um, in, in BC, you have EID. Um, Ontario is putting in EID, electronic identity. And we're seeing more and more of this happening because it makes sense. Even authentication or signing into a website, I mean, how passe, really, when you think about it, is a username and a password. I have to remember all these passwords. Well, if I was able to use facial recognition to get into websites, and we're not talking about, and, and, and I'm not trying to be insultive to anyone, but we're not talking about, you know, low-level biometrics you're using on your phone. We're talking about high-end biometrics in conjunction with other information to ensure that you are you. And you mentioned something earlier I just want to come back to in terms of storage. Now, certainly you have to store certain information in your electronic wallet, but you have access to it because you're using biometrics to get to it. And we're even developing what we call data guardianship. So sort of like a power of attorney. So, you know, if unfortunately something happens to you that somebody else can get into your data so it doesn't live on forever, or if you're a parent and you've got young children of school age as their parent or guardian, you can protect their identity. So we've sort of modeled it, uh, you know, in fact modeled it after what we do in the real world. It's We're not trying to you know, reinvent the wheel. We're trying to make it easier based on our lifestyles online. Uh, does this, uh, does your uh, software, your, your service, does it store um, like account, uh, you know, you talked about how we have a, a, a username and password to log on to every stinking account that we have. Do you, do you guys store that information as well? No, um, ideally you'll be storing the information. Okay. We might be providing that, that, that ability to store it. We don't have access to it. Okay. It's your information. So um, we can never sell or rent any data. Uh, I, the question comes up usually, how, how do we make money? Well, if you're part of our ecosystem, 
we um, we have the ability through our app to um, send offers and opportunities from parties who may be interested in reaching out to you. Now we can't sell a rancher data, so it sits inside the app and we have a cashback program with over 300 vendors who are looking for real people. Remember, if, 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 you know, if a business person is listening and they've done any um, marketing on any of the major social media companies, they know that uh, you know, quite often they're reaching people who don't exist, fake accounts. Because we use biometrics and we only allow people to have one account, our account holders are all real users. So when vendors want to work with us, there's a high efficiency, so they can use some of the money that they would usually associate with um, uh, marketing costs, and they can, they can actually push those back to consumers in terms of value. So we've tried to look at a complete ecosystem. You know, many businesses are, you know, business to business to consumer, business to consumer. We're exactly the opposite. We start from the consumer upward. So we really believe, and, and so do others in the industry, that, that there's a huge opportunity to make an impact here. This is super interesting stuff, and it makes a whole lot of sense that there would be some, some, um, someone out there like yourselves to be able to, to provide this type of digital wallet so only the individual has access to it. I think this makes a whole bunch of sense. It's not something I never ever really thought about you know, to any, any kind of extent, but this is a really interesting conversation. So just before we wrap up this specific part of this, um, I, just for anyone out there listening, how do, how do they go about using your service? You mentioned it off the top, but I'll get you to say it again. Um, how does someone go about getting their own liquid avatar? Well, that's easy. Um, you can go to www.liquidavatar.com. You can sign up for a wait list. We've been in a closed beta, but in the coming weeks, we're, we're going fully live on Apple and Google. And uh, people can download the app and start enjoying it and uh, you know play with it. I'll, I want to mention, it's completely free to consumers. There's absolutely no cost to consumers. We do it absolutely for free because our vendors want to reach consumers. And when consumers do something... We get a little piece of the pie, and uh, we're able to fund the business model that way. Now, just one more thing before I let you go here, David. I'm here with David Lukacs, the CEO of Cabin. That's K-A-B-N for anyone looking how to spell it. I just wanted to talk about this idea of liquid avatars. You guys put out a, a new piece, our new release here today, talking about how augmented reality is coming to liquid avatars. Um, what the heck is augmented reality, first and foremost, and how the heck does that work? Uh, I'm going to try and explain very simply. Um, uh, you know, smartphones are very powerful. So can you imagine, you know, pointing your phone at the front door of a restaurant and it's just the front door of a restaurant, but all of a sudden on your phone, the menu comes up or information or hours of service or takeout delivery and all kinds of goodies. What augmented reality is the ability to create immersive experiences right from your phone. So they can be location-based, like I mentioned for a, uh, for a restaurant or uh, a library or any informational service, any location-based offering. But it also can be that we can send, you know, within Liquid Avatar, you'll be able to send a greeting to another Liquid Avatar user, and there might be fireworks going off on your phone and bells and whistles and happy birthday messages. Everything can be enhanced in almost a 3D view to um, enhance what you're looking at through the phone in reality. It sounds like Star Wars level type stuff we're talking about here. Well, I, I think it's pretty close, but, <laughs> but it is, it, you know, if anyone's ever seen the, the movie Ready Player One, you know, that's our vision of where the world is going. But, you know, it's, someone once told me it's all about crawl, walk, run, and we want people to understand that this isn't, this isn't scary. It's, it's actually going where it needs to be, and we're trying to work all together to protect consumers. 
This is really cool. Thanks so much for the time, David, and coming on and talking about this. I think this is important, you know, as we get deeper and deeper and, and use technology more and more, it feels like we don't use it for any, or we use it for everything now, but I imagine the use of it is somehow only going to expand. So clearly important to keep our own information as personal as possible. Obviously, Liquid Avatar through Cabin is helping to do that. So thanks so much for the time and trying to help explain it and walk me through it because this is sort of a new concept to me, and I'm sure it's a new concept to those listening as well. And um, really appreciate this. Hopefully we see more people using it and uh, protecting themselves online as a result. Well, thank you, Jeff. It was a real pleasure being here. Awesome. There is David Lukacs, the CEO of Cabin. Again, that's K-A-B-N, and you can use their liquid avatar service to help store your own digital wallet, something that I think is very important here in this day and age in 2021.